What is going on, my people? It is great to be back with you, man. I know we've kept the podcast rolling. That's been a goal of mine from the very beginning to do at least one podcast a week. But personally, I haven't actually podcasted in quite a few weeks. I don't know when the last one was. Good three or four weeks ago, I want to say. And I tell you what, I missed it. I missed it. Been on the grind for a bit, trying to get my ish together. Um, and excited to share with you tonight. So this one's going to go out. I'm recording it literally like two hours before I'm going to post it. I'm not going to have any editing. As you know, this was no intro music because this one was a last minute message that I feel like I had to get out. I really wanted to share it. And I feel like it was really needed. I know I've really needed it. And luckily, you know, I always try to go through the experience of whatever I'm talking about beforehand, before sharing about it, before speaking about it. And so what I've kind of come to notice is I feel like every year around this time, right, you kind of have a decision. And really, you come to the decision between like May and August. And then I feel like by September, you've kind of decided in October, it's just kind of downhill from there. And what I'm talking about is uh, New Year's resolutions. Who that freak talks about New Year's resolutions in October? Nathan, great question, my friend. I'm so glad you asked. I'm talking about New Year's resolutions in October. Why? Because this is when the ish really matters. You've already given up on most of them, probably. You've probably forgotten about whatever you made. This is why I always tell your goofy ass to write them down so that you're not just trying to remember later on what did I say I was going to do or not. This is why you write them down. That's the importance of that. By the way, a little disclaimer here first. I'm going to be pretty worked up tonight. I haven't podcasted in a while, so I got a lot of energy to get out. It's 9.35 Mountain Time here right now, so pretty Got some bullet bourbon by my side with me tonight. Super excited for that. Got me a little bourbon rolling, so uh, I'm probably going to curse a little bit. And so this, this is your disclaimer. I know I already did one, so I'm sorry. I should get a disclaimer ahead of time. Sometimes I forget on the podcast to actually mark that there's explicit language. But uh, this one's going to be very, uh, my goal here is to be very motivational and to inspire you to actually take action, not just to berate you for the goals that you've missed. And understand, like all things, as I said, I like to experience these things. I find myself in a situation. I find myself going through something or reflecting on a situation that I've gone through. And that's really where all my podcasting and writing kind of comes from. And so now I'm going to try to give you that talk that I feel like I gave myself like three weeks ago before I really started kicking my butt into high gear. And I feel amazing now. I kind of took a step back from social media for a bit there. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed like my rants and things like that kind of took a dive off. Uh, really slowed down in June when I was traveling a bunch, but then even into July, August, September, I really just kind of stepped back and I had a really good conversation with a priest friend of mine. Uh, it's actually a friend of Emily's family, uh, Father Randy Dollins. He's the vicar general here in Denver. He came over for dinner one night, uh, I want to say in August, and he told us, you know, we were ranted about politics and all this shit that's going on in the world. And he was like, yeah, I don't really follow that stuff because he's like, I can't do anything about it. So I just don't really pay attention to it. Now, while you know that I have a strong stance against, and I don't think that he takes a fully disengaged perspective, right? He's very pro-life and very much um, aware of the things that are impacting the church, but you still have to have a good balance and a good, not a good balance, balance is the wrong word, a good ratio of how much time you spend worrying about things that you can't directly affect because you do need to know vaguely and generally what's happening in the world, right? We can't just be the only ones who are uninformed because that's not good, right? You can't have the only morally formed people be the ones who are most uninformed of what's happening in society and politics. That can't be it. And But you also can't just be worried about that shit all the time because it'll drive you insane. You'll go literally nuts. And you probably have before. If you're like me, I've had plenty of times where I was just like too much. And Emily's been good about pulling me back from that. 
but she's kind of become more into it with me in the last like six months or so. And so we really kind of took that to heart and we thought about it and prayed about it. And we just said, you know, maybe it's time to take a step back. So I was praying with that and thinking about that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start to rotate some other stuff in here. So I found other things to get excited about. I dove really deep into like our marital budget and marital or and financial planning um, for the next like, dude, I got plans on plans on plans. I have a whole podcast written out for that. I'm super excited to record that one. I wish I could record a podcast every day for the next eight days, but Hallow's just, we're just, we're getting killed with work right now. So um, you might've seen that my dumbass uh, sent an email to about three quarters of a million people. I'm sure half of you got it. Um, so that happened. And believe it or not, not great for morale, not for myself or anybody else who had to deal with the aftermath of that, but we're back now. But uh, even though that was so crazy, what I did a lot of times on my flights and in my spare time, I'm listening to podcasts. I watch YouTube sometimes like in the background while I'm working, I'll listen to a talk and I've gotten really into like financial things. Cause that gives me a lot of energy. I'm really interested in it from cryptocurrency to real estate, to financial planning, to Dave Ramsey, like all that kind of stuff. I love it. Like love it. If I could be a financial planner or something like that. Um, I think it, I'd be a very happy man. I I'd find it very, very enjoyable. And uh, the great thing is you do get to be a financial planner because you have your own money. And so you get to be your own financial planner. And if you're a man or a woman entering into marriage or planning to enter into married life at some point, somebody's got to be the financial planner of your home. And you can ideally do it together. Emily and I talk about it uh, probably more than she'd like to, but <laughs> pretty often what we're doing, what's happening. Uh, so it could be a great way to, to do that. But you've got to find in the seven pillars, you know, like what's your jam? Well, we've been reading spiritual books. Finally got book club back up and going again, started hitting the gym again very often, you know, four times a week or so, not going super crazy, but trying to be active every day of the week with at least walking and things like that. Um, getting my diet back under control. Prayer life has been bombed last, last month or so. And I don't think, I don't blame social media for this, but you have to recognize like, oh man, like I'm being pretty crappy. Uh, you know, when you start to take gauge and, and take stock of where your things are at, Sometimes you got to say, okay, what, what needs to decrease so that I can increase these things that are, that need to increase. And that's why you have minimums and stuff, right? So you can take a look and say, wow, I'm uh, out of shape. Um, I don't know where any of my money's going. I haven't budgeted in a while. My prayer life is trash and I haven't read a book in two months. Uh, something needs to go, right? So something's got to give, something's got to change. And so when you do stuff like that, we just take a little bit of review time. It's really simple. And it's just, it's crazy to me. I always say this because I'm like, every time I'm in a funk, which I was in and out of funks, I would say from really from like July to August or no, from May to August ish. And September was kind of my coming out of the funk month. And dude, every time I'm in it, I'm like, man, this is my fault. You know, it's really a pain in the ass once you realize like I'm the one that causes the majority of the strife in my life. I've actually been writing about that a lot recently um, and just really coming to grips with the fact that when you say that to yourself, when you finally admit, I am the cause of most of my problems, that gives you the power and the hope and the ability to go and change that, right? God doesn't want you to live this stressful, out of whack, crappy life where you're staying stagnant and mediocre and, and lukewarm and gross. He doesn't want that for you. So he's not giving you this cross. If you're just choosing to watch TV instead of praying, if you're choosing to sleep in instead of get up and read, if you're choosing to not take your butt to the gym, that's that's like God's not giving you that like that's not him. That's not him doing that to you. It's you like you. You are the problem. Like, look at the mirror. And be like, damn, I'm the problem. Like, I'm I am the issue. I am the culprit. And when you can take that, when you can be convicted and just be like, man, yeah, I'm the issue. The good thing is that you get to then be the change. 
But if you are not the source of the problems, then you have to hope that somebody else who is the source of the problems will actually come in and be your hero and will save the day for you. And that's no good. That's trash. That gives your life, your goals, everything up to somebody else. And that's whack. The only one you should give your life and your goals up to is God. But like I said, if you're the one not making the time, not cooperating with God's grace, not seizing the opportunities to go to mass, go to confession, read all this stuff, then don't put that on Jesus. <laughs> He's got enough on his plate. He doesn't need your bullshit excuses as well. So just leave that out. Just leave that out. So what we're going to talk about today, I just really needed to ramble. So if you've made it this far, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. we got quite a bit to go. I actually made a little bit of an outline. You'd be proud to see that. But last thing I want to say before I get into the actual podcast, I'm sorry, I'm kind of scatterbrained, had a lot to get off my chest here, and we're about 3% really of what I, what I feel like ranting about. But one thing I wanted to say, I've been really excited lately, right, because the podcast has kind of in, in, entered into this like interesting phase, right? And it's a really fun phase for me. I think it's really exciting because we've kind of dropped off from the point where a lot of people who first listened were kind of listening because they were like friends or family, and they were just like, Oh, like you have a podcast. That's cool, right? Like some of the topics are cool, having guests, whatever. But now we've kind of entered into this like listener base, which is pretty fire. You know, we hit 30,000 podcast uh, plays uh, back in August, and now we're closing on 35,000 and stuff. And um, it's been really exciting. You know, we dropped down to one a week because drum roll. That was weak. That was a weak drum roll. It was on paper. It was on paper. That was better. I don't know how it sounded because I have my headphones in, but you get the gist. I'm writing a book and I've been writing a book for like a year and a half. So I'm kind of a jackass for that, but um, I am going to write this freaking book. I promise you all that I'm going to have this book done. Uh, I want to say by the end of the year, it feels bold, but F it. The end of the year, end of the year, we're going to get this book done. First draft complete. I'll be releasing some of it in blogs and I'll explain that it's a whole nother podcast, but uh, really excited about that. Um, and just really excited about the people who are listening to the podcast. And we have this regular listenership and it's obviously not huge, right? We haven't, we haven't made it big yet. Um, and you know, it's difficult. Uh, the Catholic male space is, is challenging, you know, the Catholic Catholic women, I love seeing them support each other on Instagram and stuff. And we don't do that as much as men on Instagram and things like that, but, um, we're making it and we've been seeing it grow and it's been fun to see that. And I love that the people who I see listening to it now are not just listening out of, you know, obligation or relationship or anything like that, but like you legit enjoy listening to the, whatever my dumb ass has to say. And I, it blows my mind. I think maybe something's wrong with you, but I'm glad that you're here nonetheless. So cheers to you. Take a quick sip of bourbon and let's dive into this ish. All right. Quarter four. So if you received the newsletter, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, you're slacking, you're slacking. If you haven't done two things, honestly, and a lot of you, I know, haven't just based on numbers. If you've been one, left a review on the podcast, and two, sign up for the newsletter, dog, what are you doing? We only email you this hotness. We only email you with recommendations. We got a resource page. We got all this good stuff that we're putting together for you, reflections each week. Go sign up for the newsletter. It's in the link below on the podcast. You can find it in my link on um, my Instagram page, on Seeking Excellence Instagram page, whatever. Go sign up for the freaking newsletter. Stop being a nerd. All right. Now, if you did get the newsletter, if you're an OG, if you're a champion, if you're a legend and you got the newsletter yesterday, then you would have seen 
uh, my reflection. Because obviously, if you get the newsletter, you read it, you read it thoroughly, and you take it to prayer, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to seek excellence now, right? And what I talked about in my reflection yesterday was finishing strong. And so I put the picture of the football game, right? You've been to a football game before. You see when we go to the fourth quarter, all the little homies on the field hold up. I shouldn't say little, it's some big ass dudes, but they hold up their fours, right? Fourth quarter, fourth quarter's coming up, baby. It's game time. It's time to finish strong. Well, we're in the fourth quarter of the year, 2021. It's crazy as hell. I know it. I know it. January feels like yesterday. So I guess I was just hooping and now I can't run, but um, a lot of time took in place in between that, right? I could walk for a while. So uh, you win some, you lose some, but we're in the fourth quarter. It's crazy, bro. It's like October 7th, you know, like it's really, really wild. So it's October 7th. We're entering into the fourth quarter and that's us right now. You got to put up your fours. And I think, like I said, a lot of times we just, we get so distracted. We focus on all this other nonsense, right? So like as the holidays start coming up, you're going to start stressing about Thanksgiving and what we're doing for Thanksgiving. And you're going to start stressing about, I mean, even before that, some of you goofballs are worried about Halloween, which is to me, the dumbest holiday that's ever existed. Um, I hate dressing up for Halloween. Luckily, I found me a future wife who also hates Halloween. I think we go to the Broncos game on Halloween, but like literally, I think it's worthless. Uh, So there's my hot take for the day. One of several, probably. But, you know, we get so distracted by all these other things and it's just everything stressful or whatever. You're busy, whatever. All the same BS excuses we hear over and over and over again. Uh, it's, it's literally disgusting. It hurts. It hurts my soul to hear the excuses that we constantly pour out. But we're coming into the fourth quarter. So you have, you have two options. You can basically be a hoe or you can get your life together and crush the rest of this year and build incredible momentum going into next year. You don't realize how important that is. You know, I, I just remember being impacted by that several years ago when somebody was talking about New Year's resolutions. And I think they were a little bit late because they were talking about this like in early December. They were like, don't say you're going to start going to the gym on January 1st. And then you just eat like a fat ass for the next 30 days, right? You don't care about your diet. You don't try to exercise, whatever. Start moving. Start doing it now. If you want to get something done, like give yourself deadlines and waves to start to hit and, and goals to hit and kind of levels to get to. The other thing is people go like full blown out. So what people will do is they wait all of December, November. They're thinking like, man, I'm fat. I'm out of shape or my prayer life is trash, whatever. New year. I'm going to be awesome. I'm going to go ahead and crush it. 2022 is going to be my year. Same old horse crap you hear every single year, every single December. It's, it's horrific. And then people just are like, yeah, I'm going to start in January though. And then they're just fat and lazy and not praying and not going to church, whatever, all of December. Then they try to go zero to hundred in January. It is the dumbest thing in the world. How many times, my friends, how many times do you have to do that and it not work before you're like, what the hell? Let's give something else a shot, right? You're not, you, you are not that dumb. You know, this is, this is how, honestly, this is how I talk to myself. I'm just like, Nathan, you, you're dumb. Nathan, you're dumb. I know this. I've seen you do some really stupid stuff, but you're not that dumb, bro. You're, you're not that dumb. Like you are, you're better than this, man. You're better than this. Just be better than this. It's not, it's just really not that hard. So you got to give yourself some time to ramp up. So if you follow me on social media, you might've seen that back in January, I said I was going to do a three month plan. Had a whole all written out 90 day 90-day hustle, right? I was going to be turning the TV off, like limiting my TV watching. I was going to be crushing reading, crushing prayer, crushing working out. Yeah, ask me how that went. Not stellar, not stellar. But here's the thing. I'm immensely better off now than I was three months ago. So while I only did maybe 30, 40% of what I had these high hopes to do, 
I'm still immensely better than I was back then, right? And so this is this is what people don't get, right? So I'm, I'm the type of person, and you have to learn yourself. This is why I hate a lot of self-help books and things like that and podcasts. They always want to give you like this one size fits all. This is not true for everybody, right? Some of you are, are hesitant to take action and you undershoot your goals too much. Some of you overshoot your goals too much and then get discouraged as you don't hit them. I don't get, I don't get discouraged that much. So for me, I do like to shoot high because I, I learned that in the past, I used to try to shoot really low to make sure I hit everything. Then I was like, this sucks. This is pointless. So for me, I like to aim really high. I'm kind of the Grant Cardone mindset, like 10x the freaking goal, shoot for the moon, put in that much effort. And then when you you land a little lower, I'm not going to use that corny ass shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. But you get the point. It's true, though. You know, I hate it. It's corny. It's cheesy. But if you do shoot high, then sometimes you land low. Some people do that and then they get discouraged and they quit. So maybe you do need to create shorter goals and, and smaller things that you can build upon and, and all that. Right. So I created levels that I was trying to work myself up to, but I didn't keep good accountability. I didn't set myself up with an accountability partner. I didn't really track my progress the way that I should have. And so I kind of just dropped it. I kind of just blew it. Right. But not fully, not fully. So I had a bunch of different goals and things that I was going to try to do. And I didn't crush it, but I did now almost at the end of the three months. It'll be three months on October 19th. At the end of those three months, I am going to be down 15 pounds. Um, which is half of what I had hoped to hit, right? I had this absurd goal of like 10 pounds a month, which was, wasn't going to happen because I'm not 22 anymore, uh, really 18 anymore. But uh, I'm down 15 pounds. I stopped reading books for quite a while. I'm going to do a full goal review here in a second. But you can see here, I'm looking at my books. I finished one book in July, two in June. I, I finished like four in May, two in June, one in July, and then none in August, right? sucks right the whole goal like one of the big goals of, of my three-month plan was to finish a bunch of books i finished four in september and i'm going to finish three at least in october if not four again so while you see what i'm saying here is that i set this big goal right of 90 days i was going to crush i was going to be a different man at the end of those 90 days and i'm not fully where i hope to be i'm at now where i had expected to be in like mid-september um so i'm a few weeks maybe a month behind but that's still two months ahead of creating momentum than I had wanted. I thought I'd be in the first place. You know what I mean? Then I would have been if I didn't do anything. And so that's the thing sometimes is you really just need to like, just, just do something. You know, I'm reading this book now on, on public, it's called published, um, written by the, the, the owner of the CEO of self-publishing school. I can't remember his name, but one of his things that he says all the time is, is finish is better than perfect. And I think you might've seen recently on Instagram, I, I ranted a little bit about perfectionism. I want to do a whole podcast on that too. Um, perfectionism is so effing dumb. It's something that I'm really blessed. That I never really was a part of. Um, I think we all have different personalities and stuff like that. And some are more prone to it. Some are not. And there's definitely flaws with not being, <laughs> not being a perfectionist. I do some sloppy ass work sometimes and it pisses people off from time to time. But man, I praise the Lord. I'm not a perfectionist because I think it's, it's just such a, it's such a curse sometimes. And it's just not a virtue. You know, I think it's something that people need to really realize is that perfectionism is just like for damn sure, not a virtue. And so you got to let that go. All right. So we're going to get into this. Now we got five steps that we're going to talk about of how you can finish quarter four strong five steps. Ready? Step number one, review your goals. So if you were, you know, SE, if you're an OG SE listener, and you were a real one, then you would have written your goals back last December for your goals for 2021. Now, I'm going to do a brief little scan through of some of mine. 
and we'll see what we did hit, what we didn't. Now, I got some hot stuff coming up for you this year of uh, goal setting for the for the upcoming year. I'm going to create a little outline, a little seeking excellence, goals for the year. That's not going to be what it's called. We'll come up with something better than that, but you get the gist. It's going to be hot. So get ready for that. Um, and I got a whole other thing I'm kind of working on for that, too. I'm really excited to share with you all. But I broke it down into the seven pillars naturally, right? Because I'm the seeking excellence guy. What the hell else would I do? So uh, mental, right? Uh, I had uh, see a counselor, a therapist. Boom. That might be a surprising one to some people. But guess what? Your boy started counseling. That's another thing I did in the last two months. Your boy started counseling. And you know what? I didn't start going to counseling because I feel like I'm depressed or anxious or whatever. Honestly, I don't. But I felt like it was a good thing to kind of include in marriage prep. I really want to create a Seeking Excellence marriage prep program one day. It's part of my dream. Um, but that's a big one for me. I wanted, to, I wanted to go to therapy. And so I found a Catholic therapist and I go every few weeks. And, you know, we're kind of just like going through my past and going through my life. And there's some things, you know, times where I get angry or grudges I hold or being judgmental that I'm just trying to work out and see if any of it's like psychological and the spiritual aspect of it. Um, as we go through marriage prep, I think it's a great marriage prep thing to do. Uh, another one of my mental goals is read 40 plus books. I told you I'm hella behind, but shit, 30 is a lot better than three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 30 is a lot better than three. Don't be soft. Uh, do something hard. I considered my PT and learning how to walk again pretty difficult. So the Lord took care of that one for me. Praise God. Um, and then book club with Emily. Again, if you if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen recently that I shared this that we fell off with book club. We stopped in June because I was gone for 26 out of 30 days in June. We didn't do it in July. We didn't do it in August. But this past week, we started again. And guess what? Eight months is a whole lot better than zero. And so many of you don't start stuff because you're waiting for the perfect time. You're waiting for things to be easy. You're waiting to have the time to do it. Stop it. You're never going to have the time. It's never going to be good. We should have done it all 12 months of the year. We could have made it work, but we didn't. But that's okay because there's not shit I can do about it now. So let it go. But you know what I can do? I can do it for the next four, next three months. So, boom, there's a little, little side rant. Emotional. Uh, I wanted to propose to Emily. Crushed it. Dude, she even said yes. I don't know if you've heard that. I want to go on a vacation with my family. So I got that done. Now, there's some other ones in there that I want to do as well. Establish consistency with calling my family. Have not crushed that. There's been times where I was better, but I really didn't do a great job of it. Um, and I wanted to do a trip with one of my friends, which I am. I did schedule one. For January of 2022. So while I didn't get it done this year. I did schedule it for next year. So feeling good about that. Uh, physical. Uh, I put a big LOL next to that because none of that happened because I couldn't walk for five months. But like I said, we're getting back to where we were and we're getting back in the gym. We're grinding. We're down 15 pounds. We're, we're heading in the right direction. You feel me? Spiritual. Um, mass three times a week. I went to mass three times, three times the last four days now. Um, which is good. So we're heading in the right direction, right? We're getting back on that. Uh, read scripture every day. Definitely haven't crushed every day, but I read a lot more scripture this year than I did last year. I can tell you that. Uh, listen to Father Mike every week. Have not done every week, but I've done a lot more than I did last year. Uh, I wanted to uh, start and lead a small group. Haven't crushed that. Weekly Holy Hour with Emily. Haven't crushed that, but we haven't done zero. Uh, we did a, a Holy Hour together last week. We did one together or on Saturday. Then we had some adoration time together on Monday morning. So we're getting that done. Financial tithe every month, crushed it. Reach a certain level of net worth, hit that. Uh, I wanted to pay off my car, paid off my car in less than 12 months, brand new uh, Toyota Camry. Um, invest in all these different things. I've done that and erase all of my debt, which my car was my only debt. So we crushed 
that. So guys, so this is what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to take you through everything. I'll bore the hell out of you doing that. You're probably already bored. But one thing I did do is go through and review my goals. So when you review your goals, you can really see what you got. If you didn't set any goals for this year, then I want you to go ahead and set some. I think going through the seven pillars is a great way to do it. Maybe set one per pillar. You know, how many books do you want to finish for the rest of the year? How, what do you want your prayer life to look like going into 22? Uh, Relationship-wise, what do you got? Uh, maybe something you want to do with friends, family, or a significant other. Uh, physical stuff. Just give me something. You know what I mean? You want to be able to, like, I want to be able to run again. I had to adjust mine. I, I, you know, I tore my Achilles. It's a big deal. I'm not going to be, I'm not that much of a hard ass, right? I'm not a freaking superhero. So I got to be like, okay, I'm probably not dunking a basketball this year. That was one of my goals. Uh, I wanted to run a 630 mile. That's not going to happen, player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My, I can't even run yet. So uh, we're getting there though. You know, physical therapy and getting hundred percent back by the end of the year is in the sights. And so I got that going for me. Um, which is nice. And so you want to go ahead and check yourself some spiritual goals, uh, financial goals, all that stuff. So set your goals, review them. Next step, step number two, I want you to knock out the easy ones. And so like for me, when I'm looking through these, right, some of them are easy. Some of them are difficult. Uh, some of them are like daily, right? Uh, some of them are more challenging. But like, for example, see a, see a counselor or a therapist or book a trip with my friends, Um you know, learning more about a certain topic or whatever it might be. Like those types of things are all, uh, you know, something that you can at least get started today. You might not be able to crush it today, but you can at least say, okay, this I'm going to get started today. I'm going to start moving in the right direction. I'm going to go ahead and like create a plan um, to, to execute. And so that's step number three is create a schedule. So for me, look, so I, one of my goals is to write 60,000 words this year. I have not written a lot this year, honestly. Um, if I not written a lot, I mean, I mean, if y'all, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know, I'll be sharing my, uh, my Grammarly stats. And so I, I do crush that. I am a hero of Grammarly. Um, and I do take a lot of pride in my Grammarly stats week to week. I look forward to it on Sunday afternoons or Monday mornings, but that aside, I want to write 60,000 words for seeking excellence between blogs and I'm trying to write my book. Right. So I'm about 13,000 words deep into the book. Um, goal is 50,000 words and I've written a decent bit of other things throughout the year. And so I'm probably at, you know, 25,000 or whatever, but I've created a plan every Wednesday. I'm going to come home and write after I go to adoration with Emily. And so, uh, when I do that, when I create that plan and then I look and I say, okay, Emily's going to NCYC in November for four days. Like that's going to be that weekend. Like Saturday, bro, is just writing day, Saturday and Sunday, uh, this coming Monday, I have off for Columbus day. That's going to be a writing day. When I'm on my flights, I'm going to try to write 500 to 1,000 words on every flight that I take for the rest of the year. So you create a plan, right? So then you start to see, okay, even if I don't hit 60,000, right? I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I want to finish the book this year. But let's say I don't. I'm still going to be a lot closer than I would be if I just said, I'll do it next year like a goofball. Are you finally getting it? Just take action, create a plan and, and don't make it some bullshit plan. It's like, okay, dude, I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym and, and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to mass every day. And it's like, bro, stop. No, you're not. No, you're not. Dude, I wrote a daily schedule for me because I work from home. So I got a lot of time, um, even though I work a lot. Uh, I made a daily schedule a month ago. I just this week for the first time, I'm actually getting up at the time I said I was going to get up every week. So some people just, like I said, don't do it because you're like, oh, it's not going to happen. Write it out. Do it. Create the schedule. And then find yourself, step number four, an accountability partner. This is the big difference maker. 
you need to have an accountability partner. So I reached out to my friend Hannah. And I said, hey, will you edit my book? I told Marissa on Seeking Essence, who runs our Instagram page, marketing, a lot of other things. I said, hey, every Thursday, I'm going to have to send you how much I've written. And you're going to see the updates. You're going to see whether I'm writing or not. I told Emily, this is my goal. This is my plan for the rest of the year. And I still want to follow up with another one of my friends and be like, hey, I want you to hold me accountable to this writing. You have to have good friends who will hold you accountable. And if you're in a relationship, it's a great thing to do. Emily and I are going to do a whole podcast on our board meetings that we do every week. Um, we're going to do that in a few weeks, uh, record that one. We do a relationship board meetings every week where we go through all the different things that we have to do that week and just our general goals for the year, all that kind of stuff, right? So um, we just started getting into the habit of that. That's something I've wanted to do for nine months. We just we just did the first three these last few weeks. And so we're getting there and you're going to get to the, be the person that you want to be. And this is the, the, the ultimate grind of seeking excellence is that you're not going to be able to crush it all at once. And you're always going to feel like you're behind. So I look at all of these goals. I'm just like, damn, your boy done missed a lot of those, right? And you see where you overshot and you see how you can fix certain things, right? One of my spiritual goals, for example, was to create a, choose a parent tension for each day. I did this well when I was in ranger school and you offer up the day for a single person, whatever. Didn't crush it. But when I reviewed my goals two weeks ago. I was like, hey, I can add this into the board meetings that I do with Emily every week. And guess what we started doing? Choosing a prayer intention for the week. So I can't do it every day. I'm not going to remember that. But I can do it each week. And I created it in our little outline, the process we go through. Boom. So I'll meet you halfway. So now I'm praying for 52 people a year very intentionally throughout the week. And I pray for a lot of different people when I pray my rosary and stuff like that. But you, you get the point, right? You're doing more than if you had done nothing. And so last step, step number five, don't be an excuse-making hoe. That's the theme of the week, bro. If you want to know what is the motto for quarter four for you seekers of excellence, those who seek for my seeker circle, my people, the motto is don't be an excuse-making hoe. I want you to look yourself in the mirror today and say, I am not going to be a hoe. I'm not going to be soft. I'm not going to be weak. I'm not going to be lukewarm. I'm not going to be lazy. I'm not going to be lackadaisical. I'm not going to be uh, imprudent. I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to be a dummy. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm going to do the stuff that matters. I'm going to actually prioritize those things in my life. And when I don't prioritize them, I'm going to eat the, the shit sandwich that I made for myself. And I'm going to still wake up early, even though I chose to stay up late. I'm going to still read at midnight, even because I said I was going to read every day even though I stayed up too late playing video games or watching YouTube or whatever your guilty pleasure might be watching Netflix, do it, man. Just figure it out. Some of the other easy things, like if you haven't invested in stuff like that, like just figure it out, like get it started, get it going. If you don't know where to start, message me, message me. I'll send you the videos and stuff that I watch. If you don't trust me, it's not just me. I, I get all my information and wisdom from books and YouTube and people who are proven. And so Let's get rolling on this stuff, guys. So go back and look at your goals. You wanted to read. Remember how hopeful you were on January 1st? You toasted on December 31st and you, you know, the sparkles were going up and fireworks and the ball was dropping. And you're like, man, 2020 was a bitch. Let's get out of this thing. Right? Everybody was like, yo, that sucked. It's true. But this year could have still sucked, too, if you made it suck. And yes, COVID's still real. And it's still a thing. And you can blame that if you want. You know, I haven't had an easy year either. Tore my Achilles, um, cancer in my family, I've had strokes in my family. I just had a family member, close immediate family member admitted to the emergency room in ICU today. And, you know, I stopped it and you think about it. And this is why this is why it's moments like these guys to get serious with you for a second 
This is why you create your life philosophy before you get punched in the mouth, right? You create your game plan before you get punched in the mouth. That's what Mike Tyson always said, right? He's like, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And when you're in war, which we are, right? Spiritual warfare, we're fighting for the good of this world. You're fighting to be your best. When you're at war, you have to create plans for when you take casualties, right? For when things go wrong. And so that's what your life philosophy is. It's your true north. It's your goal, right? It's your, uh, your compass. And I had the decision to make today because I thought about recording this podcast for a week. And I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. But I was like, Thursday is the day that it's coming out, October 7th. I wanted you guys to get this because I'm like, you know, maybe it can impact one person and they'll, they'll crush the rest of this year. And that's worth it to me. And I had this, this situation with my family and I'm considering flying home tomorrow or the next day. And uh, it's someone I, I love really deeply. I'm super close with. And um, you have this decision to make, right? You can choose. To, to say, you know, it's just, it's a really bad time. I'm really stressed out. I got a lot going on. Swamped with work. I didn't crush work this afternoon. It's supposed to be our catch-up week. Uh, we've been really behind for a while. We're down a few people. Um, I, I've been out of the game and, and kind of slacking with Seeking Excellence. Uh, I've been slacking in a lot of different ways, but, you know, I've made a lot of gains in a lot of different ways, but it's so easy to always look, and I, I hear from people all the time, like, it's just not a good time. I don't know if we can take much more on now. And you're either a hustler or you're not, you're either a grinder or you're not. And it doesn't mean you don't take time to mourn and to process and to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, what I've learned, especially since we started Seeking Excellence, what I've learned is if I stopped every time some terrible shit happened, I would never do anything. Because when we first launched, I moved a month later from Cincinnati to Kansas. I don't know if you've ever moved 600 miles, but it's a big effing deal. <laughs> like, it is a big movement. I've had people on my team. I've had people I'm friends with who will say I'm moving and, and just be like, you know, I need four weeks just off. Like I, I just, I can't be engaged. I can't do anything extra while we move and transition all this stuff. Dude, we moved from Kansas to Denver. And three days later, I had Emily record a podcast. We recorded a podcast and then we traveled for four weeks you know, and then moved again three weeks later into my apartment finally. And so that's not to compare myself to other people who we know or whatever, but it's just, oh, what I'm trying to tell you is that happened, right? I got engaged in the midst of that, tore my Achilles, uh, found out that my dad had cancer, found out that this other family members having the situation now, um, planning a wedding, started a whole new job, which is much more intensive than my last job. I've started two new jobs in the time that we've had Seeking Excellence going. Um, we've had, what, Two people get married on the team. Two people get engaged. I got another per person on the team getting married next Friday, uh, eight days from now. Lucas is getting married. Say a prayer for him and Lara. Um, but a lot of stuff's going down, right? A lot of things are happening. Life's difficult. COVID, all this other stuff, uncertainty, right? Getting used to new cities and new places that you're living, uh, missing family and friends, going through drama with family and friends and going through all these different things. And uh, there's just never a good time. There's never a good time to be great. That's the reality. There is never a good and easy time to be great. And so if you're somebody who constantly says, it's just not a good time, there's too much right now, it's the only thing that that tells me about you is you're just really naive and inexperienced in life and inexperienced in the grind. If you're somebody who's constantly saying, yeah, we're just swamped and really stressful. And I, I find myself saying it sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I say it sometimes too, but I still get up and try to grind each day like I don't believe it. You just got to run from it, right? Sometimes I got to leave work with work to do so I can go work out. Sometimes I got to leave the gym early so I can spend time and do something for my relationship. Sometimes I got to wake up and cut off sleep early so I can get up and go to mass. Sometimes I got to cut off my reading time so I can write or answer emails for seeking excellence. Sometimes I got to, 
you know, uh, postpone recording podcasts so I can do something else. You know, like life's going to come up. You're going to have to deal and you're going to have to adapt and change, but you literally have two choices. You can either strive to be great or you can literally be a hoe forever. Like you can just be an excuse making lukewarm, mediocre person that just sucks. And it's just, it's not worth it. The whole reason why I do this, the reason why I do the podcast, the reason why I want to write the book is that if your life is shit, it's because you're making it so. And the thing is that the world wants to lie to you and tell you you're a victim and everybody else is in, is responsible for your mistakes and for your uh, difficulty and your struggle. And it shouldn't have to be that way. And it's not true. You're not entitled to an easy life. You're not entitled to not having difficulty and adversity happen to you. Quite the opposite. The, the Bible, you know, St. Peter, Jesus himself tells us to rejoice when we're persecuted, rejoice in our suffering, rejoice in our difficulties, because then we can be united to Christ. And the, the problem with a lot of people, the problem you might be having is that maybe you wake up each day and you think that this is going to be the good day. This is going to be the best day. This is going to be the easy day. And I find myself, I, I, I sometimes, you know, get down and sad and sometimes even cry thinking about, man, like it's just been a struggle for so long. But then I buck up and I'm just like, and it's going to continue to be a struggle. Because this is how that shit goes, man. This is life. It's hard. It's difficult. If being a saint was easy, everybody was doing it. If being a millionaire was easy, everybody would do it. If having a six-pack was easy, everybody would have one, right? If uh, anything, if reading 40 books was easy, if writing a book was easy, if any, any of the pillars, anything you do, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But that's not why we're here. That's not why you turn this on. That's not why you listen this long. You don't want to be like everybody else. You don't want to be mediocre and lukewarm and disgusting and normal. You want to be, you want to be great. You want to be excellent. And not great in a prideful way so you can take pride in yourself, but great in that your life glorifies God truly. And you're so exceptional in everything that you do that people start to look at you and they say, wow, I want to be more like you. What's the secret? And you point them to the cross. And you say, this is the secret. This is it. It's my faith that keeps me going through all this stuff. My faith that drives me to do all these things. So I want to encourage you today. Truly, I know number five is kind of funny. Don't be a hoe, but it's serious, man. Stop making these excuses. Stop feeling sorry for yourself all the damn time. It's gross. It doesn't do anything for you. It literally doesn't help at all. Even if you have, even if you're downtrodden, even if things are really difficult, right? Like you go through legit hardship in life. I'm not saying that you're not actually going through a difficult situation. I'm saying that throwing pity parties every single day does not help. It just doesn't help. You know, it's the same thing. I, I remember hearing this from certain black speakers when they talk about racism and things like that, especially Eric Thomas talk about this. He's like, racism might exist. It might exist forever, but I'm still going to accomplish my goals. Thinking about it, crying about it, whining about it all the time. Sure. You fight against it. And like Dr. Martin Luther King did and many other great people and heroes of the past fought against it and, uh, you know, fought for civil rights and things like that. But at some point, you still have to go and get your work done. Dr. Martin Luther King still got his doctorate first. So you still have to, while you're, you're upset with the injustice and things that might be happening in the world, you don't just whine about it. So many people, I see it in the church, I see it in conservatives, all this stuff, just constantly bitching about what's going wrong with the world. And this is happening and Joe Biden and Pope Francis and all this. And it's like, bro, just crush it. You need to just get up every day and just crush it. This is what changed for me in the last two months is I said, you know what? You're right. I've been bitching about Kamala Harris and how much I despise her and Nancy Pelosi and how much I despise her and Joe Biden. And it's true. I really don't like them. And you all know that by now. But it, Joe Biden wasn't the reason why I, I got up to 255, 255 pounds, that is. Kamala wasn't the reason why I had stopped reading. Nancy Pelosi didn't have nothing to do with my prayer life getting weak. 
It was me. It was me. And so me getting all worked up and focusing on my time worrying about them was allowing me to not focus on the shit that I can control. And so I want to encourage you guys today. Again, I'm going to close with uh, just an encouragement to you. Be great. Go out there. Fight to be your best. It's difficult. I know it. I believe in you. Uh, I know that it's a struggle. But we're going to get through this thing, guys. Finish. You know, I want you to hold your four fingers up. Hold them up right now. Hold those four fingers up. It's the fourth quarter, baby. It's game time. Time to finish strong. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a listener to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. It means so much to me that you find this valuable and that, um, you know, you've bought in at least somewhat to the vision and the mission here at Seeking Excellence. Uh, It's a passion project of mine. I love it with my whole heart. I'm excited to write for you. I'm excited to continue to speak, to continue to get great guests um, and put out great content for you. And so really fired up and excited for what we've got coming out. Um, if you feel uh, inclined to, please share this episode with a friend that you think might need to hear it. Maybe share it with your accountability partner and uh, let me know what you like, what you didn't like. I always love to hear it, uh, the feedback from you all. So pray, read, work out, fight hard and be your best, my friends. I'll see you soon. God bless.